as soon as I saw the sides, I was like, I think I, I think I know how to beat Trent. I think I know how to do this. And I've heard from so many actors who have, you know, quote unquote made it, how they just kind of knew that first time. And I, I truly had this feeling and I, I, went in there i the walls were paper thin in that audition and i could uh i could hear everyone else's audition and i prepared it so differently from everyone else and i, I freaked out for a second and i was like i don't know and then i was like you know what stick to your guns just like go in and this is how you prepare it you know you know this is the character you know trent Welcome to a brand new episode of Pop Culture Planet. I'm your host, Kristen Maldonado, and today we are joined by my friend, Benjamin Norse, who stars in Netflix's Never Have I Ever. We're talking about season two, as well as what else is going on in his career. Can't wait for you guys to check it out. Enjoy. Ben, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? This is kind of crazy, huh? I know. I just, like, I think back about how we met on a plane going to New York, yeah. and now, like, I'm just like, wow, dude, you're killing it. 2020 was, like... A crazy year but it was like an amazing year for you anytime someone asks like how was your year how was your year i'm just like it was both like obviously like the hardest year i've ever had but also the most exciting year i've ever had like it's just it was such a weird yeah it was it was strange for everything to happen during like the hardest like the craziest hardest year for everyone you know so it was like it was pretty wild. I'm very, very lucky, very fortunate. You're killing it too, though. Like, I, I've oh, obviously been following you ever since we met. And, like, you know, you obviously you just have such a passion for this. And that's, like, you know, that's inspiring and it's awesome. So it's, like, this is so serendipitous that we get to do yes. this. Yes, look at us. Look yeah. at us. We're thriving, man. We're thriving. Yeah. We are. We are. <laughs> hey, before we get into everything about Superstore and season two of Never Have I Ever, I want to, like, dive back a little bit. And I'd love to talk about, like, where your love of entertainment came from. Did you always dream of acting and creating? Like, where did that all start for you? Growing up, you know, I was obsessed with movies. I, I wasn't a big reader as a kid. Um, so I would, you know, watch movies over and over and over and over until I kind of, like, learned every word. And then I would move on to the next one. And uh, from a pretty early age, I started performing for my parents. You know, I don't think I understood that it was, like, maybe this will be my career path one day. I think I just... I always loved making people laugh. That's just what I wanted to do. I just wanted to make people laugh. Um, and uh, and I think eventually I kind of realized that like, well, if that's my passion, then maybe, maybe I can do it for a living. Um, and then as soon as I got my first video camera, my, my first, my video camera, not my parents, you know, uh, I think I was in like seventh grade or something. And like, from then on, I was just always making videos, you know? So it was just like, I always wanted to tell stories and create and make people laugh and do funny voices and just everything, you know? So yeah, I think, I think it was, I think it was like inherently in me from, from, you know, from when I was born. I really believe that. You mentioned that you would watch movies. What movies were you watching? What like was inspiring you? It really depends upon what uh, phase in my life it was, you know? So I think early on, uh, you know, it was the classic kids movies. It was all, all, all the Disney movies and whatnot. Um, I loved sports movies growing up. So one of the movies I would watch over and over was rookie of the year from the nineties. Uh, and then as, as I, the first time I saw my first Mel Brooks movie, I was like, Oh, maybe I want to make this kind of movie. So anything that was over the top, 
satire, spoofing, lampooning that I was like, maybe this is it, you know? Um, and then the whole, you know, the Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen regime came in and I was like, wait a second, this is it, you know? Um, uh, and specifically I do want to point out hot rod, which is, which is, um, uh, um, Andy Samberg's movie from back in the day. Like that mm -hmm. was like, I was like, Oh my God, you could do this. You could just be so stupid. Every phase of my life, I had a different obsession as far as genres and everything. And then, uh, and then the, the movie that wound up becoming my ultimately my favorite movie of all time is Little Miss Sunshine. And when I saw that, then I was then I was blown away by the indie comedies, you know, the indie comedies that are just so grounded and silly at the same time, but had a lot of heart. Um, so, yeah, it was just like I, I feel like I was inspired and any turn that I made, you know? So do you have aspirations like beyond acting to like, you know, write and create these types of projects as well? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, when I went to college, you know, I studied filmmaking, I studied writing and producing. I didn't study acting. So writing was always my, I, I think writing was always my true passion, just storytelling in general. Um, and I felt I was the best, you know, person to tell those stories. So that's why I was acting is because I was just, you know, trying to translate the stories that I wrote for people. Mm -hmm. um, so I think writing is always kind of the ultimate goal. Um, I had my first writing job in 2016. I wrote for a small sports comedy show on Audience Network. Um, and that was a really cool experience because I was like, wow, this is kind of really what I came out, out to LA to do. Um, but ever since then, I'm kind of always writing, you know, my own, whether it's movies or a pilot. Um, but yeah, I think the ultimate goal is to, you know, have my own show, um, you know, write, create, star in it. Maybe not be the showrunner. I think I would love to kind of partner with someone who is like a boss. Mm -hmm. um, uh, because I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm a character person. And I always want to focus on the character. Um, so yeah, having having my own show would be the ultimate goal for sure. Um, I mean, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, you, you have you have such a fun, you know, dynamic personality that like, you know, the fact that you write and you produce and you you know do all this stuff. It's like, I, I love people that are um, jacks of all trades, and I feel mm -hmm. like you, you do it all, and I try to do that too. You know, you want you want to be able to do a little bit of everything. You have to nowadays. I mean, any anyone who who kind of like asks for advice coming up into the industry right now, it's like we have all this technology and all these resources at our fingertips, you know, and if it's not you doing it today, there's someone else out there doing it today. And it's like, um, at the end of the day, like you are your own brand, you're your own product, you're your own, you know, your own art, your own creator. And, uh, there's no better person to tell your own story than you. And, um, I encourage, even if someone isn't comfortable writing, I always encourage people to write. Um, and it's, it's not about it being good or bad, but it's it's finding your own voice. And I think even even actors who don't want to write, I think at least just exercising that muscle. Like I said, you're gonna find your own voice. You're gonna you know you're gonna understand who what you're like as a storyteller. And I think that's just like very important. Hundred percent mm -hmm. agree. Now yeah. I'd love to hear how you went then from that writer's room now to acting in some of the projects that we've recently seen you in, like Superstore, Never Have I Ever. I'm not sure which one came first. They were kind of the same year. So I don't know if maybe you want to tell us a little bit also how you went on that journey uh, to those projects. Ever since I moved out to LA, you know, I had been auditioning and uh, the, the writer's job kind of just fell into my lap. Um, 
and then I kind of, while I was writing there, I, I stopped auditioning. And then after the show got canceled, I went back into the auditioning grind and I would, I would get little digital stuff here and there, you know, commercials here and there, but, but nothing, you know, nothing of like the caliber that I was looking to do. And then in 2019, the, so even though they came out at the same time, never have I ever was the first thing that I did. Um, 2019, uh, I got, I got the email from my agent for this audition for a Mindy Kaling show. And, you know, the office is my favorite comedy of all time. And, and, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the best. No brainer. Like. <laughs> no brainer, you know? And I was like, that would be cool. As soon as I saw the sides for the audition, which if anyone doesn't know, the sides are the portion of the script that you're, that you're going to audition for the character with. As soon as I saw the sides, I was like, I think I know, I think I know how to beat Trent. I think I know how to do this. And I've heard from so many actors who have, you know, quote unquote made it, how they just kind of knew that first time. And I, I truly had this feeling and I, I, went in there i the walls were paper thin in that audition and i could uh i could hear everyone else's audition and i prepared it so differently from everyone else and i got I freaked out for a second and i was like i don't know and then i was like you know what stick to your guns just like go in and this is how you prepared you know you know this is the character you know trent and uh and i did it and i got it and um oh man it was it was a very emotional experience for me um and then I want to say it was like probably probably almost a almost a year after that, um, before Never Have I Have I Ever even came out, I got an audition for Superstore, and it was the same casting directors uh, who I already appreciated so much because I was like, you guys just did it for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and I went into those same guys, you know, I told them like. By the way, thank you because never have I ever was the greatest experience, and uh, and they wound up casting me in Superstore as well. So I, I owe those guys a lot, so so much. Uh, so yeah, it all just kind of worked out. It all just kind of worked out. That's incredible! Oh my gosh, yeah. you got to keep those connections. You know, you never I know. know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about Superstore. You know, this is a show that's been going on for a couple of seasons already on NBC, just ended. So what was it like for you kind of coming into this project with an already established cast, but also some really incredible people in there? Great question, because I was so nervous. I wasn't nervous about the work, but I was nervous about being the new guy. I hate being the new guy anywhere. I always have, you know? And I, I was very nervous being the new guy in a show with all these really seasoned actors uh, who have just been obviously a family for at that point five years or six years or whatever. And uh, yeah, I was just I was just really nervous about it. But um, you know, ironically, Coleco, who plays my mother Sandra, was just right off the bat like kind of motherly to me in the best way possible, like. She welcomed me with open arms, and so did the rest of the cast. And, um, you know, it was almost like I don't know why I was so nervous for this because everyone, everyone on that show is an absolute gem. Like, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I couldn't believe, you know, Ben Feldman, who plays Jonah, the way he put it is that show was, was lightning in a bottle. Like, how, you know, how, how hard is it to get a group of. A, that big of a group together who's just all cool, you know? Um, 
and I learned so much from from every single one of them. I learned so much from them. I just I just found myself sitting there and watching everyone, and uh, yeah, it, it it didn't take long till I kind of felt a part of the team. Is there anything in particular that you could like share that you you know took away from that set? So as I mentioned, Ben Feldman, uh, you know, I'm I'm I was just a huge fan of him in general, and um, whether it's take two or take twenty that guy's bringing it every time and it's just like and it doesn't matter if it's the first scene in the day or the last scene in the day he's bringing it every time and i really like i was truly i was like blown away by it another thing that was really cool to learn was that like they're all keeping it so lighthearted with each other on any comedy i i believe that's probably how it goes but i think the banter back and forth between everyone in between takes is what keeps them like really loose and confident as well, you know? Um, because like the joking, as soon as they all cut, like the joking doesn't stop. Like it just continues. Um, and I loved it. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just a fan of, of comedy. I'm a student of comedy. And like, these are, these are like world-class people, you know? Um, mm -hmm. There was just like every day, every day I learned something on that set, you know? That sounds like it was just a blast. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and now getting into Never Have I Ever, you know, this is season two now, which is like yeah. so awesome. You're like so funny in this. And, you know, I would love to hear a little bit more. You mentioned that the way you were taking on this character in your audition was a little bit different than everyone else. Could you talk a little bit about that and just like who Trent is for you? The original breakdown of the character was like frat boy jock. And, you know, I did, I I did bring that, but I also brought a, a bit more of the of the goofy, laid back stoner energy because I just I just knew that that's what this character needed, mm -hmm. and um, and what's so cool about pe being a part of a show like this from 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 the ground up is that ev everyone, you know, it's not just you know, so much has to do with the writers, but but the actors will will kind of like finishing will finish shaping the character with their own flavor and their own mm -hmm. style. And so I think along with myself, everyone else on on the cast wound up like really like finally forming their, their characters um, and the writers would take that and they would run with it. And so that's one thing that they did with Trent on season two is we kind of, we found out what worked about the character on season one and the writers, what it seemed like was the writers just had so much fun giving Trent some ridiculous things to do. And that was a dream come true for me. Like I would get the script and I'd be like, he's doing what this episode? And I would like run into the other room and tell my girlfriend, I'll be like, bit, you gotta stop what you're doing. You gotta listen to what Trent's about to do, you know? Uh, so it was like, it was, it's just been such a cool, it's been such a cool experience. Like helping grow this character into, into what he is, you know? And I, I give, so many thanks to to the writers of this show for doing with him exactly what what I what I wanted people to do with him. Like you said, you have so many fun lines. You even have some fun stunts in this season, and I wasn't sure. Like, do you actually fall off the roof, or is that how does that work? So the first stunt is the handstand, and I was able to do that on my own. And I was very excited about that. Um, I, I guess someone overheard me saying on season one that I could do a handstand. I, I, I don't know if that's true, but that's what they said. So I'll, I'll take it. 
Um, and then the director actually texted me a few days before shooting. And he's like, can you do a handstand? And I was like, I could do it. I got this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I still had a stunt double there and just in case I needed him. And he was the man, shout out, shout out to him because he was, he was fantastic. And he kind of helped me through it to make sure that I had the right technique and everything. As far as falling off the roof, uh, no, they would not let me do that stunt. I would have loved to have done that stunt. But then once I saw it actually happen in real time, I was like, I'm not giving this guy enough credit. Like, this is an app, this is a skill and it's a technique. And he, uh, he, he nailed it in one take. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty epic. Yeah. yeah. But I was, I mean, I was sitting on top of the roof to, to deliver my lines and it was cool. They built a little ledge for me um, just behind the roof. Uh, there was another stunt guy holding a cable that I was attached to. Um, and in between shots, I'm just sitting up there. So we're just having casual conversations. I couldn't even see him. And we're just talking like back. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. Like, what about you? you know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was pretty awesome. One of the things that I was really excited about was towards the end of this season, you and Eleanor kind of have a little moment at the dance. And I was like, whoa, okay, season three, I'm ready. What's going to happen there? And I would love to see more Trent. So, so what was that like for you? It was so cool because see, after season one, my, my girlfriend and I kind of came up with this theory that we were like, I wonder if Trent and Eleanor will ever get together. Ah. And, and sure enough, they wrote that into the, into the finale. And, and you know, who, who knows if, if, if we get another season, who knows what will happen beyond that. So I, I, I don't know. But to me, it just makes sense. They're both weird and they're both unapologetically themselves. Uh, and I see it. Um, and uh, I actually I actually hadn't gotten the, the, the 10th episode yet before some of the other cast members got it. And I had heard some people kind of being like, wait till you read episode 10. And I'm just like, I wanna know. And, and, and no one wanted to spoil it for me. Um, but I got to set that day and my Trey who plays Davey came like right up to me and like, she didn't care. She was like, I gotta tell you what happens in episode 10. I called my girlfriend right away. I was, we were right. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I'm hoping that we get to see you guys in season three, maybe going on some cute dates and things like that. I think that would be so fun. We'll see. We'll see. You know, what is it like on set? I mean, you guys are all young. You're all having fun. This is a lot of you guys is like first big projects. So, mm-hmm. you know, what is what is the dynamic like? It's just so much fun. Like, you know, season one, uh, aside from a few of 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 the guest actors, you know, no one had you know, Ramona who plays Eleanor. She's she's done. She's worked a lot. She's had a she's had a wonderful career so far. But kind of the rest of us, this was really everyone's first like big thing. So there were no egos on set, you know. Um, there were just there were no egos, and everyone was nice to each other, and everyone was like excited to be a part of this thing. And we had no idea how it was going to turn out. We knew we knew it would be good, um, but everyone was just fun. Like we all, we joke with each other all the time. We get, sometimes we get into deep conversations. Um, season two was very different from season one because of COVID. Um, so there were obviously a lot of restrictions. We had to have our masks on all the time. We had to stay six feet away all the time. Um, but that didn't stop us from still, you know, the first few days on set, it was definitely a little weird getting used to it. And once we got used to it, um, we were kind of right back in, into our ways of just like, you know what, we're not going to let 
the restrictions stop us from at least having fun. We were still incredibly safe. Um, everyone did their part on set. I feel like we were just so, so proud of us, especially as a young cast and crew to, um, to do this, you know, no one's ever done this before and we did it. Um, but we still had fun. And, and, uh, you know, I just mentioned the crew and like, the crew and the cast, there's no disconnect between the two of us, you know, like everyone is just friends with everyone and, and the crew seems to, to love us, you know, and, and, uh, we're, and we're always joking with them too. So, um, it's just fun. It's 12 hours of fun every day, you know, and I, I'm, uh, I love it. I'm, I'm lucky enough to say I love what I do. What's so great about this show is also just like, we're getting this incredible like diversity and this incredible story of like an Indian American girl that we like definitely have not really seen in a teen show before. Mm -hmm. For you, like, what is it like coming to a project like that and getting to immerse yourself in like, you know, just this different story that like is not always seen, especially in young adult projects? I just feel lucky. Like that's the only word that comes to mind because obviously, you know, it's time to to tell stories for you know, underrepresented characters. And um, now is the time to do it. And and um, I just feel so lucky that I'm a part of one, you know, and I'm part of one that just, it just, it does, you know, it, 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 you, it, it's this extra element to the show, you know, um, especially like the Indian American culture, like, I was telling this to my girlfriend the other day, how, how lucky I feel to be a part of a show that like has such a cool culture involved in the show, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's great to be a part of something that like, you know, young boys and girls across the country can like watch and be like, they look like me, you know? And, and not just, not just the lead. Like there's, we, we are an incredibly diverse show, you know? Um, I, I really feel as though we're, we're kind of tackling all ends of the spectrum and, um, and it's especially important because it is a young adult show. It is a teen show. It's important that like all the young people watch this and they can be like, well, I guess I could do it too. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just feel very lucky. And that's a testament to, to Mindy Kaling and, and Lang Fisher, who was her producing partner. That's a testament to them and the writer's room. The writer's room is incredibly diverse as well. Um, yeah, it's just cool. I just, I feel like they're, they're, um, it seems as though they're doing all the right things right now. You mentioned Mindy. Have you gotten to have any like moments with her? And what was that like? I will tell a quick story about my first moment with her on season one. We're shooting episode one and I don't have any lines in the first two episodes and we were kind of cross-boarding those, meaning shooting them at the same time. And it was a really hot day. We were shooting outside of a grocery store and, uh, I was standing a little a little over from the producer's tent, uh, which had like air conditioning in it. And I was just kind of standing in the shade, shade and, and I hear Mindy be like, Hey, like, come over here. And I was like, Oh, you want, you want to, and then she's like, Hey, come, come in the tent. And she was just like, I gotta tell you, like, you're so funny. Like, it's so fun watching you. And like, she's introducing me to everyone. And she was so welcoming. She was just so sweet and welcoming. And like, you know, for a young actor who's like, kind of doing their first like big thing like that gave me so much confidence that I carried through the rest of the shoot because that was like my third day on set you know um and I just I was just like this is this is a leader like this is what a leader is you know and it was so natural for her she, she wasn't doing that to give me confidence 
she was doing that because she wanted to do it, you know? Um, and then I had, uh, and then I saw her one son on season two. It was, it, she, she had obviously seen uh, cuts already of the episodes that we shot. And she told me about one scene that she thought was hilarious. And it's just like, anytime someone like Mindy Kaling says that to you, you're just like, I melted in my seat. I just, I played it cool, but I just On the inside, you're like, ooh. I mean, especially because you said The Office is like one of your favorite shows. This And what a parallel to work on a show as, you know, one of your first big projects with someone who was a writer on that show. And, you know, oh, such a great parallel. That's why she was, she was such an inspiration to me because when I, when I early, you know, when I was younger and I was watching The Office and I found out that she was a writer from day one on that show, like, that's so inspiring, you know, um, because she was so she was so young when she was doing it, um, and she's so talented, you know, and and I, I just thought that was like the coolest thing. So you know, she's always been an inspiration to me, and the fact that I get to be a part of something that she created is just like I I pinch myself all the time. Is there anything else you want to share about what you're working on, or you know, Never Have I Ever season two, or anything like that? I just want. The people to know to watch season two you know that's about him i like i said i'm always doing my writing and if, and if anyone wants to follow me on instagram i'm, I'm posting funny videos every now and then I, i've been doing some great uh sketches with my girlfriend over the pandemic we moved in together the day the pandemic hit so that oh my was gosh, a, that's awesome it was a wild ride but uh immediately we started collaborating and we started working on things together so um yeah i'm always writing i'm always creating um but uh over the last month I really was able to, I went back home to New York for a month and I was really able to kind of turn everything off and kind of hit the reset button because I hadn't been home in a year and a half. I'm just happy to be here and I'm happy to kind of like get the ball rolling again for, for whatever that may be. Tell people what your Instagram so they can find all your content that you're making. Yeah, my Instagram handle is Ben A. Norris. Uh, that's with two R's like Chuck Norris. Uh, and uh, yeah, please, please, please enjoy, or or don't. We'll see. You know, if you don't laugh, that's that hurts my feelings. But I, I don't blame you, so it's okay. It was such a joy to have Ben join us on Pop Culture Planet to talk about Never Have I Ever season two, which is out now on Netflix. So make sure to check it out. If you're interested in following the podcast, you can follow me pretty much everywhere at K Maldo or the show at Pop Cult Planet. You can also find information on our guests below as well. Support the podcast with your very own Pop Culture Planet merch at teespring.com slash stores slash K Maldo. And you can catch new episodes every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. EST on YouTube or your favorite podcast listening platforms. If you enjoy the episodes, consider subscribing so you know when a new one is posted. Rate and review it and share it with your fellow pop culture lovers. Thanks for listening. It's been a blast and I'll talk to you next week.